Hey, is anything going on in the world right now? Anything going on on the news and or what they say is news? Uh, I don't know if there is a news channel left anymore. <laughs> uh, some of us are getting pretty overwhelmed uh, with what the TV tells us to get overwhelmed about, right? <laughs> uh, for I think for too long now, um, the TV uh, and those in places of authority and power have have led the conversation. They have led through times of trouble. Um, and I just don't believe that God placed the church in the world to allow other people, the world, to lead through times of trouble. Amen? You agree with that? I believe God placed the church in the world to lead through times of trouble. And uh, I get, I understand when we go through sensitive times with sensitive topics and issues that um, those of us that are compassionate, those of us that care about people, we tend to if I, if I speak out, if I stand up, then I'm going to take the risk of, of making somebody upset or offending somebody or hurting somebody. So I think our tendency in the church is to just draw back and not speak, draw back and not lead in the times that God wants us to lead through. And so, um, I've spent some time over the past several months uh, several weeks and pastor Jimmy have, uh, and I have spoken a lot and pastor Matt and I have spoken a lot about just the times that we're living in and how do, how do we lead through these times? Cause man, we've got the answer, right? We're, we're the church of Jesus Christ. He's the solution. He's the remedy. And so we have to step up and, and lead. There are great problems in the world right now. We acknowledge that, but we're not going to be intimidated by it. Amen? Amen. Anybody with me? Yep. Uh, we, the people of God, are not led by the news. We're led by the Spirit and the Word of God. That's what we're led by. We're, we're spiritual people. Amen. So we choose to look to God for the truth. And for instructions on how to live well. In order for us to look to something, obviously we have to look away from something else. Right? I think, I think right now is a good time for us to look away from the TV. <laughs> I think right now is a good time for us to look away from Facebook and Instagram and, and all these other places as far as Allowing them to lead our emotions, allowing them to lead the conversation. But we take these tools like Facebook, uh, Instagram, social media, Snapchat, all these things that, that this crowd over here knows about, that crowd. <laughs> the rest of us are Facebookers, right? Uh, we want to use those tools. That's what they are. We want to use those tools to declare the truth. But we declare the truth in love. That's how people's minds get changed and hearts get changed. Um, so, man, I don't want to... I want to look to God because His words are of more value than what they say. 
right? The words that they're saying, whoever they are, media, politicians, whatever. Um, And more specifically, God has something to say about where we live right here. I don't live in D.C. or L.A. or New York. I live right here, right? I'm not moving things in D.C. I'm not moving things in in L.A. or New York. But, boy, I can, if, if I will obey God, I can move some things right here in my marriage, in my children, in my home, right? I can, I can affect things. I can influence things where I live. Um, it seems like if you look at social media, you see a lot of reaction. And, and I'll say, I'm guilty of reacting, you know, scrolling through Facebook, watching videos. And, and of course, Facebook has algorithms. So whatever you like, it throws more of that kind of stuff at you and pretty soon I'm worked up in my emotions and I go on and I post something and then the Holy Spirit starts talking to me and I go that's not the church leading (laughs) that's my emotions leading me uh, to post something Jesus didn't live a reactionary life amen he was very proactive He didn't allow the the hot topic, the latest hot topic of the news of the day to um, inform his conversations, to drive his uh, ministry. He was very proactive. I, I love what Pastor Jimmy tells us over and over and over. We're all wrong and he's right. So we've all got to humble ourselves and align our opinions and our thoughts, our words our behaviors with what he says. And then we're right. But until then, we just have an opinion. Right? I got an opinion. Do you? (laughs) I have leanings. Sure. But man, I want to lean into what God is saying. I want to hear what he's saying. Uh, God's way of leading, he showed us perfectly in Jesus how to lead. And it was from a standpoint, an attitude, a posture of how do I reach these people? It was out of care. It was out of love because he is love. Man, I got some stuff to learn about how to lead from love. Uh, but the only way, the only kind of love, when, when we say love, I think all of us have been raised a certain way, taught a lot of different things. Um, and so even that word love, we have to, Go back to God's word and find out what love really is. God is love. That's what the scriptures say. And Jesus is exactly what God is like. He is the the exact imprint of the true nature and character of God is in Colossians and Hebrews. Uh, In fact, he says, this is not in my notes, but he says, In times past, our fathers, uh, the prophets, told us what God says. The prophets told us what God was like, but those, those flawed human beings that were telling us and trying to show us what God is like gave us an inaccurate picture. Have you read the Old Testament? 
gave us an inaccurate picture of what God's true nature and character is like. But it says, but now he has told us exactly what he's like because he's just like Jesus. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. He's exactly like Jesus and Jesus is exactly like God. So now I've got an accurate picture and description of what true love is. It's what Jesus is and how Jesus acts and what he says. And sometimes Jesus said some very bold things. But he was trying to affect change in his culture and he didn't he didn't do what we tend to do on social media. Amen or oh me. Uh, The only way that I can do that, though, is I have to receive the love of God because I I don't have anything within me to source that until I receive it from him. Because if I try to muster up something in me and give away, it's not going to be God's kind of love. (laughs) It's going to be filled with my humanity and my leanings and my opinions, right? First uh, John four nineteen. This is real familiar, but it says we love because he first loved us. I love the the Passion translation says it this way: Our love for others is our grateful response to the love God first demonstrated to us. Whew. And man, I'm gonna tell you when I begin to think about. We sung about the love of God today. When I begin to think about how God loves me, because I know me. <laughs> and I wouldn't love me like God loves me. But he loves us without a filter. He loves us without condition. He loves us no matter what we're doing or not doing. It doesn't change who he is. He is love. He is who he is. And he gives out of that. And he gives us out of his supply. He gives us a supply to give out of. Right? I'm thankful for that. Because, man, I need forgiveness to give away. Anybody? Is that all? Anybody needs some forgiveness to give away? Some mercy to give away? I do. And so I want that in my life. I want mercy in my life. So I better sow it. Right? But I can't sow anything that I don't have. I have to receive that seed and then sow it. Um. So first we have to receive and then we respond. And and part of that response is to give. As the church of Jesus, we need to be speaking and living the way Jesus spoke and lived. We are his ambassadors or or you could say representatives. It's, It's who we are. It's what we're called to. He gave us this ministry of reconciliation. And that's the work that we're to be about is reconciliation. Right? Reconciling the world back to Him. We have to have the love of God, number one. We have to have the love of God. If I'm going to affect change where I live, I have to have the love of God. Pastor Jeannie, all we need is love. Love is all we need. Right? It's about the only song that I'm going to throw out. Oldie, but I was thinking about pastor, so he usually gets a good response out of that. So, um, love is not all we need. We need some other stuff. Jesus didn't only use love, but he was wise. Jesus used wisdom. Jesus knew that 
uh, one of the, there's seven pillars in the house of wisdom, and I'm not going to go into that, but one of those pillars in the house of wisdom is called discretion. I, I don't know, <laughs> is, is it still out there, you know, in the ethosphere, but yes, it is. Discretion, knowing when to say what to say, right? And when not to say what not to say. Discretion is part of wisdom and and Jesus used wisdom. So we need love and we need wisdom. We must be wise in these times that we live in with the wisdom of God. And we must step up with courage and with wisdom and discretion and lead as his representatives in the earth. It's the work that He's given us to do. It's the work that He has entrusted to us. He's trusting us to work alongside Him and with Him and Him in us to reconcile the world back to Him and not just go on Facebook and and Twitter and, and post our opinion. Amen? And if I'm not talking to anybody, maybe God's just changing some stuff in my heart today. But so I'm just telling you about what God's talking to me about right now. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. I don't know that I've ever had this scripture stand out until recently, but it says this. uh, The children of Israel, they were uh, constantly having to to battle and fight against enemies. And those enemies would come and surround them and God would would work things out for them and, and they would win and then sometimes they wouldn't win and they would have to regroup and learn and, and go back and, and fight again. But here in, in First Chronicles chapter 12, it was a time like that. They're, they're having to fight some enemies and it says, From the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 leaders of the tribe with their relatives. All these men understood the signs of the times and knew the best course for Israel to take. Sound like to me, they had wisdom. Right? They had wisdom and obviously they had a relationship with God. I believe that's us. I believe that we are these people. That we have relationship with God. That we understand the signs of the times and we know what the best course for us to take in our world is. Because we have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. Right? Who knows all things who teaches us all things, who leads us and guides us into all truth, who shows us things to come is what the scripture says. That's what Jesus said. Holy Spirit's going to do these things when he comes. He's going to show us some things to come. Amen. He's telling us the truth. The news is not telling us the truth. We're born again and with the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth living on the inside of us, we have understanding of the times. That we're living in. We know the best course that we need to take. To lead through these times where, man, there's some stuff going on that are hard things. There really are people. I don't care which way we lean politically, which way we lean uh, with the virus and pandemic and with the the, all the uh, differences of colors of skin and different cultural differences and all the all that stuff. Whichever, wherever our opinion lies, God has some things to say to us about every bit of it. And he's not bouncing from hot, hot topic to hot topic. Uh, 
to figure out what he needs to say and how he needs to react here, right? He's leading through it with truth, with wisdom, with love. Uh, Turn over to uh, Ephesians chapter 4. You know, if we bounce from hot topic to hot topic to hot topic like I have, being honest, we're going we're gonna to be blown around like, like the wind. Right? This is what Paul says uh, to the church in Ephesus, chapter 4. He says, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. And he goes on to talk about how that each one of us have been given gifts and we're to share these gifts with each other. And these gifts are to help develop us, grow us, right? So we're to be sharing these gifts, not just with each other in the church, but out in the community where we live, in our home. And then we pick it back up in in verse 13. It says, this, the development and using our gifts, will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord. Anybody want to be mature in the Lord? All right, I think we got everybody. That's good. I want to be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children, posting every one of our emotional opinions on social media, depending on whatever the hot topic is. I added that part. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Come on, somebody. I'm just reading the Bible. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead... We will be, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love, not opinions. <laughs> not emotions. Love is not an emotion. Don't forget the Tina Turner song. It's not an emotion. I won't go to singing that one, brother. Go ahead, Matt. Help me out, brother. <laughs> Matt was started up on stage for a second there. Hey, turn over to Proverbs chapter 18. This is verse 1 and 2. Remember, I'm just reading the Bible. Okay. Uh, this is this is Solomon that um, Matt was Pastor Matt was quoting earlier. Verse one says, "Unfriendly people care only about themselves; they lash out at common sense. Fools have no interest in understanding; 
They only want to air their own opinions. Just reading the Bible. (laughs) I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to be an unfriendly person or a fool. Man, I want to, to submit myself to the Lord, to His love, to His kindness, to all of the fruit of the Spirit Pastor was talking about the other day. Peace is one of those. I want to submit myself to and yield myself for the, the Spirit of God as I'm joining myself to Jesus daily, every day. Not just, I got married. Well, I went down and prayed a prayer one time. Right, and I cried and, and stuff. And I'm not, you may have done that while you were entering into this covenant called uh, born again uh, Christianity. But I mean, knows about 23 plus years ago, Michelle and I stood and, and we made vows and commitments to one another and promises to each other. And it was emotional. And, and we meant what we said. But Since that day, we've had a marriage to steward. (laughs) There's been some responsibility. There's been some some selflessness being developed. There's been some sacrifice since that day. I mean, it was gooey and, and, you know, all the feelings and fluffy and all that stuff. And just it's going to be the picket fence and the. But since that day. (laughs) she's been working she's had a lot of work to do amen we don't just um, say words we commit our lives to him I want to yield myself like a husband and a wife amen and truly love people out of his supply um, so we are children of God live, we as children of God live a certain way and our way of living should look differently from the children of the world because we're citizens of a different kingdom, not the kingdom of darkness. We've been translated out of that kingdom into a different kingdom, the kingdom of light. And, and so it changed our way of life. It changed our way of speaking. It changed our behavior. Amen? Uh, that, that eventually turns into a culture. You, want, you don't want to know why people behave the way that they do? Because they, they think wrong. Or maybe they're thinking right. Um, Psalm 89 verse 14 says this. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Obviously, it's talking about God. So there's, there's a kingdom, but in order to have a kingdom, you have to have a king. Right? And so we're submitting ourselves to this person of God, the king of the kingdom. His foundation, the foundation of his throne is righteousness and true justice. Unfailing love and truth walk before you as attendants. That's what should be seen in our lives. Righteousness, justice, truth, unfailing love. Uh, Micah chapter 6 verse 8, we've all heard this uh, where he says, What does the Lord uh, require of you, O man, but that you uh, 
well, this is New Living Translation, says to do what is right. The other translation says to love justice, to love, uh, to live justly is the way it says it, to live justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly before your God. If we could just remember those three things, I think Pastor Matt quoted that not too long ago, a couple of weeks back. We could just remember those things when we're walking around out in our community and we scroll through Facebook and Instagram. And, oh, yeah, that's not who I am. This is who I am. Right. But listen, the kingdom minded people. If you're kingdom minded and you're living as a citizen of the kingdom of light, the political left and the political right are not going to like you very much. Okay? Those who are, are blown around by hot topics, those who, who scroll through all the left-leaning videos and those who scroll through all the right-leaning videos, you're not going to be popular with that crowd. <laughs> if you live justly, if you love mercy... And if you're humble and you walk humbly before the Lord your God, this is a different life. And so there's resistance. We live in the earth. We don't live in heaven yet. There's resistance here. There's, there's two kingdoms at war with each other. Thank God we live in the kingdom that wins. Hallelujah to that. Um, I believe we have a responsibility as citizens of the kingdom of light to shine light in our dark world. In fact, I believe this. This is God's assignment for His church. The church of light. The the church of Jesus Christ. Um, I love this quote. This is from Pastor Jacob. God's spirit-filled, spirit-empowered church is the single solution... Jesus chose to deliver the solution for all of our world's problems. Read that again. God's spirit-filled, spirit-empowered church is the single solution Jesus chose to deliver the solution for all of our world's problems. You know who the church of Jesus Christ is? We are. We are. That's us. It's not some organization. Right? It's us. It's people. It's the people of God. It's our responsibility. But he's not saying, okay, uh, here's your marching orders. Good luck. (laughs) He's saying, I'm going to come live on the inside of you and I'm going to change you. If you'll submit to me, if you'll give me your heart completely, I'll knock off those rough edges like a sculptor. Because there's, there's treasure on the inside of, of you because I created you. I know what's in there. And you living in this world has, has gathered some, some slag and get, gathered some stuff that are not, it's not healthy for you. If you'll submit yourself to me, I'll work on you. I'll knock that stuff off. I'll chisel it away so that I on the inside of you can shine and be seen and be revealed to the world. See, that's what Jesus did. Jesus did it perfectly. He yielded himself to the Father. And finally, he says to his followers after 30 some odd years, 
I and my Father, we're the same. We're one. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You know what He wants us to be able to do? If you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. That is His assignment, that Christ be formed on the inside of us. You ever heard, I don't know if this is a song, Pastor will know. It hurts so good. <laughs> that's, that's being a disciple in a world that is mostly not disciples. It's going to hurt so good. <laughs> uh, man, this is so encouraging, isn't it? Listen, our the solution to the world is not better politicians. The solution to the world is not a better governmental structure. And on and on and on and on. The solution to our world's problems is found in Jesus, which is in His church, which is us. We have the solution. We have the solution. Now listen... We have responsibilities in this world, and especially in this country. Thank God for this country that is so jacked up in so many ways, especially in our history. However, this free country where we still have liberties affords us opportunities, freedoms to to make choices. It sounds like sovereignty to me. It sounds like God in the garden with Adam and he says, boy, I want you to love me back, but I'm not going to force you to. I'm going to give you this power and it's the greatest power on the planet besides love. It's called free will. It's called choice. I love you, but I'm going to ask you, not force you to love me back. I'm going to ask you, not force you to love each other. The lawyer that came to Jesus, master, teacher, tell us which is the greatest commandment in the law. Now, the guy came out of a group whose hearts and motives could be questionable. He was a Pharisee and and he didn't like Jesus and he's trying to trick Jesus and that's not a good idea. (laughs) Jesus doesn't just have wisdom. He is wisdom. And one scripture says, I wish I would have put it in the notes. Christ is our wisdom. He's been made wisdom for us. Man, we need wisdom. Amen? So that wisdom is in the church. Our primary problem is not bad politicians, corrupt government, or whatever else the TV tries to tell us our problems are. (laughs) Our problem, our primary problem is the broken human heart. That's our primary problem. The broken human heart. So what is the proper vehicle where the human heart can flourish? The family of God. The church. This is where broken people are supposed to be coming to. And man, for so long, for way too long, the church has stood over here separate. Uh, Be ye separate, says the Lord. And we, we took that as you're not allowed in here. You're not included with us. Because after all, we're better than you. But that's not what he was saying. Be separate. Be different in your lifestyle. 
Be different in the way that you love. You don't love with condition. You don't love with a filter. You don't just post your opinion. Right? Be different. Be separated from all of that worldly stuff. Be different. The place where those broken hearted people should be welcomed should feel like, man, if there's just an oasis around here or just a a sanctuary where I can come and just breathe a minute, it should be right here. Come on. For the broken people in your families, in my family, for the broken people that we see at Pruitt's and Walmart and, and walking up and down the street out here, If there's a place in McCurtain County where these broken people who are, who have addictions and they're dirty and they don't bathe enough and all these other things, if there's a place where they could come and just sit down and rest and go, there's not another place in McCurtain County where I feel loved, but I feel loved here. And... I want that to be us. In fact, I I want when they touch this property, when they set foot on this property or they're driving their car onto this property, they just had a lady um, several months ago, maybe a year ago. and, uh, And she said, I just drive up in the parking lot and sit and that's where I feel peace. She didn't even come to church here. Man, I'm so thankful to be a part of this church. I'm so thankful to be a part of a genuine, authentic, flawed, because we're here, place where everybody is welcomed and everybody is loved. I know that's Pastor Jimmy's heart. I know that's Pastor Matt's heart, Pastor Dwayne and Jacob's heart. That, man, we're imperfect. We got a lot of things that need to change and need to get better. But I'm so thankful that this is genuine. This is not fake. We're not pretending. Here we are. Hope you like us, but you got us. (laughs) Right? And we got you. Thank you, Jesus. I want to influence... Where I live, I want to. I want to be Jesus in in my home. I want to be Jesus in in the places where I live, in the people and relationships that I have. Man, I want Jesus to be seen and known and experienced. I can't do it by, you know, there's a lot of noise going on. It's, it's Jesus' way is not to get louder than the noise. That's not his way. Jesus' way is not, uh, if somebody calls you a name, then you call them a worse name. That's not Jesus' way. The church of Jesus Christ, the church acts quietly and subversively. Like leaven, he said, 
We are quietly sowing the seeds of the kingdom of God. And we're trusting Him. We just sow and we water. That's what Paul said. Hey, don't get full of yourself. And don't, don't pump anybody else up either. One sows, one waters. They're nothing. They're just sowing and watering. It's God that gives the increase. It, God's the, it's God that produces the fruit. Right? Little by little, showing kindness, reaching out to hurting people, having conversations. Listen, having conversations with people whose opinion politically or about masks or about masks or about the pandemic, or about skin color, or about whatever it is. Sitting down, taking... See, Jesus took risks. And if we're His church and His people and His family, we do what He did. Right? We take risks and we sit down and we have conversations with people that we don't agree with. We have conversations whose skin tone happens to be different than ours. And oh, by the way, whatever color this is, you didn't pick it. You didn't choose it. God chose it. I can't boast about it, and I can't regret it. Amen, somebody. Amen. The church loves adamantly But Facebook and Instagram and Twitter doesn't always have to know about it. Hello. I've been guilty myself. We love adamantly, but the church works quietly. We don't turn up the volume. We actually turn it down. And we sit down and we have conversations and we truly authentically love each other and we care about each other. Let's turn over to Romans chapter 12. I'm I'm winding up with three scriptures here. Romans chapter 12. You know what? I need I need a Bible. Look here at this millennial Bible I've got. Thank you, brother. You're awesome. Is Matt awesome? Come on, is Matt awesome? There you go. That's what I was fishing for. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I'm working. Uh, All right, Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 9. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. We are among friends. Amen. And don't think you know it all. 
Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead of taking revenge, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by turning down the volume and doing good. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12 says it this way. Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business. Hello. Minding your own business and working with your hands just as we instructed you before. Then, people who are not believers, how do I reach those people in my family that just are not heads? (laughs) How do we reach those people in our community that we love? How do we reach those people on social media that just seems like they're thinking of us every second of the day to just hammer us? Because after all, it's all about us, right? In this current world we live in. Then people who are not believers will respect you, respect the way that you live and you will not need to depend on others. Last scripture. 1 Timothy chapter 2. You know what? I'm not going to read the whole thing. It says that we may lead a quiet and dignified life. This is good and pleasing to the Lord so that all will come to Jesus. So how do we live? How do we speak? How do we affect change in the community where we live? Just read it right out of the Bible. We do what Jesus did. We live it. We live it. We and sometimes I think from for myself, uh, I don't. I need to just turn the news off. I need to even put Facebook down for a minute. Just just put my phone away. My wife's teaching me a lot about going outside and and just sitting. Phones inside. We're sitting outside, and the birds are singing. And, and the wind's moving the creation around. And it's just like, wow, God, you are big. You, you're extravagant. The, I mean, it's, it's amazing to just sit and, and watch the creation of God, how clouds form and different things like that. Man, some of you, listen... I'm not Mr. Outdoorsman. Have you noticed? <laughs> I'm not fish hunt and all that kind of stuff. I leave that to Logan. Logan got mine and Brady's uh, measure in that. But some of us need to just walk outside. Spend an hour. Just look and appreciate that there is a creator. There is a God. And he's so big. And at the same time, He knows us so 
intimately. And he's at work constantly, never takes a break, always shaping, forming on the inside of us. We need to trust him. Amen. I'm going to stop there. I've got some more, but I think I'm going to come back next week and and wrap this up. Um, This is what I'm asking you to do, just a challenge to you this week. Take some time. Turn the news off. Put Facebook down. Leave your phone. Pastor tells me this all the time. He's very good at it. So if you call him and he doesn't answer... <laughs> it's not because he's ignoring you. It's because he's being wise. He's not. He's not controlled by that. He's led by the Spirit of God, and he's taking time like Jesus did. You read over and over and over, and Jesus pulled away from the crowd and prayed. Jesus went to a certain place by himself and and spent time with the Father over and over and over and over. Asking you just this week. Take some time to be quiet. Just get before the Lord. You don't have to talk, 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 talk. Just read some scripture and then just, I'm going to chew on that for a minute. Asking you to do that and I'm asking you to do this. The things that you would normally do, and if, if posting on Facebook, posting on Instagram and all that kind of stuff... Uh, watching through videos, political videos and different things like that. I'm asking you to take a break. Pray. Ask the Lord, do I need to be on Facebook? Do I need to be on Instagram, Twitter, all these other things? And if I do, God, what do you want me to do with this tool? How do you want me to use this tool? Amen. Stand up to your feet. Um, we'll have people down front that'll will be ready to pray with you over anything. Um, man, I hope that I know this has not been one of those blow the roof off messages, but I I hope that um, you're not only challenged today to to think differently about some things, but I'm hoping that your faith and your trust in God who is shaping us is strengthened and built and that you're encouraged today. That's my hope. That's my prayer.